0: Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Justin, your host. host the the, the <laughs> this is Justin, your host of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am joined <laughs> here by Tyler. How you doing, man?
1: Well, I'm feeling much better after that introduction. You know, before before i got here i felt a little like the introduction it was kind of kind of crappy enough. yes yes <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm i'm much better after that thank you cool tyler's okay. finally sobered up
0: so he is here to talk about uh sports and so is producer joe how you doing man pretty good yeah pretty he, good. he stumbled in and i said hey you look like you need some coffee so i went up and brewed a pot and uh, this is a this is an alcohol friendly show, but we're drinking caffeine at ten o'clock at night. So this is going to be fun. Is that kind of week, we're getting, like, we're <laughs>
1: getting old. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. So we're so booze in the morning, alcohol at night. All We've right. got it backwards a little bit. Plenty but. of those all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to get right into it. So. Um, wild week at football. Have you, do you remember a better week of football in your entire life uh, outside of your of your <laughs> if We team eliminate one bed, single game. Yeah,
1: uh, it's been a while. Uh, you know, there was a couple a couple weeks early in the season that it was just you know bookended by phenomenal games, but uh, there there wasn't a bad game this week everything you know kickers made their money this week for <laughs> sure. yes sir and uh, all things considered after we had some what can I say l- less than favorable games uh, last week uh, really the clearly showed the the best of the best uh, all week and, and lots of upsets uh, the away teams did work this uh, this week it was awesome yeah,
0: dogs walked, no doubt about it. So we'll get right into it. Uh, first game we're going to break down the Bengals at the Titans. They walked in as four point underdogs, and from the get go, um, they they came out firing on all cylinders and uh, a lot, kicked a lot of field goals. Uh, Titans came right back and, uh, and and made a game of it. But Tannehill and his interceptions. Do you think like uh, part of me was thinking that? Um, just seeing Derrick Henry out there the the first reaction i have is like you've got Derrick Henry back R- run the dang ball run but, the dang
1: ball yeah
0: at, but after watching the watching the film and kind of studying it i don't think he was 100% absolutely
1: not and, and nor should he have been <laughs> um it was it was interesting to to see the game plan and i think i had read uh, that this was the first time in nfl history that a uh, quarterback started and ended a playoff game with interceptions uh, Tannehill was just he was bad and I know the last one probably more so the blame goes to the receiver on that but um, the Bengals played a hell of a game and and they got a lot of love all year from me in particular and then Justin climbed on the bandwagon and Joe Cool down there playing quarterback smoking his cigars you, you had a team that hadn't won a <laughs> a playoff game since before text messaging was a thing now they've they've won uh uh, two games now and they're on to the afc championship so uh you know arguably they've got a very good young talented core but top to bottom they're 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 definitely the worst roster that's currently left and Mm -hmm. uh man i am rooting so hard i know they're playing their chiefs but it would be awesome to see the Bengals upset them and, and go on to the Super Bowl after just years of a, 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 abysmal play um, from the team. So I, I'm excited, and, and they're going to be good for a long time, but um, very happy for them, you know, looking at the Titans – we talked about Henry missing all that time and it it's always that tough balance do you bring a guy back who's coming off a pretty significant injury and you know the team has done very well without him do you insert him into your lineup and throw off kind of the the momentum that's been built amongst mm-hmm. these other players right it's a tough you know it's a tough call to make and i think you mm-hmm. saw uh, it probably did did slow them down and, and affected their game plan and how they normally do things. Obviously, he doesn't control Tannehill being reckless with the ball, but yeah. <laughs> three picks can't have it. Yeah, it was um, that it was it was it was tough for them to overcome, and and you saw that from three of the teams that actually brought back significant starters uh, this week. And all three of them went down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an interesting conversation to be had.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, flash flash forward to that last drive that the Bengals had to seal the game. Um, they get the ball after that Tannehill interception, and they're um, you know I'm watching the game live, and I picked the Bengals plus four. So I'm sitting pretty either way this team this direction goes. But I kind of wanted the Bengals to win. Um, selfishly because I knew that if the Bengals won, the Chiefs have a home playoff game mm-hmm. if they can figure out how to beat Buffalo. And, um, you know, hosting the AFC Championship for four years in a row, man, that doesn't suck at all. Yeah, we'll get uh, to that. We'll get to that. Um, and uh, first and 10, and Joe Burrow throws a beautiful ball to Jamar Chase on a corner route, and I was just like, how fitting... Is that, is that how, that's how they get set up in the field, field goal position is um, just, he throws such a good ball. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. And they, I I tell you what, no matter the outcome this weekend, um, Bengals fans have to be happy with what they have with Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. um, Because they've got a, in my opinion, and I'm not exaggerating, they've got a top five quarterback in the league right now. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's bawling out. And if they could, um, I there's one thing they need in the draft this year, O-line. offensive line. Yep. And if they if they pick out if they pick that up, um, this team is going to own the AFC North for years to come.
1: Yep. You got quarterback in year two, his best friend at at receiver at year one. And and speaking of which, how, how good is Jamar Chase? Unbelievable. I, I, we dogged that pick and his performance in the preseason. So hard and he said just just decided to tear up the record books yeah. all year and um man against a good Titans defense he he made them look like a JV squad it was thoroughly impressive yep
0: absolutely i would say he is he is the sec- and i'm going to go out on a limb here i'm not talking about best receiver because i think Devontae adams is probably Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill are probably like one A, one B as far as just like best overall receivers in the league right now. But I think that as far as like an explosive receiver and footwork and just from like an athletic standpoint, I think Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase are one A, one B. Yeah. Um, I put Devonte Adams at number two. Um it's, it's
1: the lack of the deep speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: So um, moving on to the Rams at Bucks. Uh, so again, I picked the Rams in this game. And was, um, very, um, very happy about my pick at halftime. And then all of a sudden, man, they did their best to give that game away. Um, you, what were what were your thoughts about that game?
1: Well, first and foremost, I will say, it, it, again, it comes down to. This mystique with Tom Brady, where he gets all the credit for the wins and these comebacks, but nobody else gets any credit. Mm-hmm. There's no way they would have been in this game if that defense didn't force those four fumbles. That defense brought it. Yep. I, I, I know they got, you know, they, they allowed some big plays, but they did everything in their power to make sure they actually had a shot at the end of this game. Um, so, you know, I want to get that out of the way again. Brady does deserve the credit he should be getting for. You know, converting on the points, but uh, that defense was was aggressive. They were getting the ball back and putting them in the best position to win. So, um, great game. Uh, kind of how we expected when we talked last week. Um, the, the key to this game was going to be the trenches, and Tristan Wirfs didn't end up playing, and then the left tackle got hurt for Tampa Bay, and Aaron Donald and company just made life hell for for Brady. And you're you're just with that front you can't be missing your best uh protectors as a quarterback especially a guy that's uh almost a literal statue in the pocket in tom brady so um great game plan i not much they had to do they just had to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback and Mm -hmm. they they did it and uh you know cooper cup capped off uh just an absolutely special season with with just huge play after huge play especially the one of the on the uh Last drive of the game to set up the game winner. Beautiful ball thrown by Matt Stafford, by the way. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. What, what world...
0: Like, if I would have told you, like, a couple weeks ago that Matt Stafford would have survived longer than Aaron Rodgers, what, like, what would you have told me? Uh, I, I w- if I, hold on. Before, let's say, before the trade to L.A., mm-hmm. I, 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 you wrote, there's a genie in a bottle, and the genie comes up to you and says, in the year of 2022... Matt Stafford is going to be alive in the playoffs longer than Aaron
1: Rodgers. <laughs> You'd have pissed down your leg. <laughs> well, it depends, on, it depends on where he goes, and obviously we knew with the Rams. I mean, they're they're an outstanding top to bottom roster. Yep. I mean, Stafford is obviously, a, a, you know, not not a hugely significant, but he's definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff and, yeah. and the the bazooka that he has. Obviously, and when he's not throwing pick sixes, obviously he's a <laughs> he's a good quarterback. Yep. So. Um, he did everything that that he needed to do. He kept, took care of the ball. Unfortunately, his running backs didn't, and almost sabotaged his uh, second playoff win. So, yeah. uh, good for him, though. I mean, he gets out of gets out of Detroit has uh, in one one postseason more uh, playoff wins than the Lions have had in the Super Bowl era. So, uh, that's got to feel. Least a little vin, uh, vindication. For Vindictive. Him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. There you go.
0: I like uh, the one thing that I want to point out about Stafford is how savvy this dude is. So he's got his former teammate on the other side of the ball, Ndamukong Sue, <laughs> and he. Uh, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but I'm going to roll with that it was, but he got in Ndoma head earlier or early in the game and got him to get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in a key moment um, that yeah, that propelled him down the field and Matt Stafford's got to know, ooh, I've got I've got a hot head on the other side of the ball. Somebody is undisciplined and I'm going to take advantage of that cuz I saw that shit in Detroit for years. Mm. So um so kudos to him. Whether or not that was on purpose, that made me laugh. So I yeah, enjoyed that very much. According
1: to Stafford's wife, uh, they they have not had the best relationship over the years. It's kinda of surprising. You know, they played what four or five years in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we know Sue's just kind of a dickhead anyways. Yeah. He doesn't like anybody, but He's mm-hmm. um, a loose cannon. Yeah, you know, and again, I, to a, to an extent I, I certainly see that. Obviously that's that's your opponent that's playing is so regardless of the relationship in that in that moment mm-hmm. you know correct me if i'm enemy, wrong didn't but... he
0: play for the rams for a year because he kind of had a, a phase where he was kind of a mercenary going around the league for a while correct
1: yeah, yeah. He, he played the one year for the for the rams yeah um and then went back to to tampa bay down there so yeah okay
0: yeah um 49ers packers let I'll right let I'll there. let you lead off with this this oh, this one give your thoughts. this one shocked everybody and I was not happy about the result. Um, it, it just I was stunned. Like I did not I, I did not see it coming. I thought this was the 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 easiest pick of the week, and the Forty ers showed up and the Packers did, couldn't handle it. So what what were your you were sitting six rows back? What were your thoughts? on the game sitting there in Lambeau field.
1: I'll say it. I I mean, we've talked about for a number of weeks that the 49ers were going to be a pain in the ass for anybody that had to play them. It was the one team that nobody wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I, especially historically was not surprised. I mean, this is, this is how it goes. The, the lights get super bright and we, we fall on our face. We, we have a bye week we fall on our face and it's, it's, um, it's at that point where um you know i've had a few days to think about it and um ultimately it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers wow um, it, it, for for a number of reasons and i'll go into that here in a minute but at the end of the day we we i i think we showed we were we were the better team i don't think there's a question about that we also had talked extensively about how Uh, the special teams were atrocious this year awful and that they were likely going to cost us a a game and it you know it it came in the first game of the playoffs after a after a bye Uh, it's pretty entertaining they actually threw together a compilation video of miscues by the special teams this year it's an hour long that's how poor they've been this year And so there's a lot of blame to be had. Obviously, the scapegoat is certainly going to be the special teams because the 49ers offense couldn't do anything. The the Packers defense showed up and showed out. They played outstanding. And to kind of take you through my my thoughts of this game, obviously going down there, the, the first drive of the game, you're like, man, this is why we drafted A.J. Dillon. He's there to be the bell cow and the snowplow in these these terrible cold weather games, scores a touchdown right away, mm-hmm. get the ball back. And immediately this is this is when I kind of had an idea that this was probably not gonna be a good night because what happened, we all saw uh Mercedes Lewis, who is typically a very dependable receiver, fumbles the ball. Uh the the Packers are moving right down the field. Yep. Fumbles the ball. Turnover. And it also pissed me off because <laughs> it, it, there was a fumble by the 49ers very next drive that was called a, uh, an incompletion that was identical to what happened with the uh, Mercedes Lewis fumble that mm. was deemed a fumble. But beside the point, um, because we see this time and time again, Aaron Rodgers, as soon as something goes bad, he frees his players out. And this is something that Greg Jennings has talked about for a long time. And this is where the frustration comes in because you want to bitch about not giving them weapons not, you know, with Aaron Jones and um, Devontae Adams and what have you. And you've had four years with these guys. You've had Randall Cobb for a number of years. Mm-hmm. You had Alan Lazard for four years. You're telling me at this point you don't have a better relationship where you can fucking trust them for more than one target? Uh, mm-hmm. you're just you're you're throwing consistently to double coverage Devontae Adams you're throwing quick outs because that's all you have time for because of the pass rush that's coming after you and you trust nobody else and it the game plan completely falls apart so um, you know then we look at the Aaron Jones you know long reception before the game what the hell was Aaron Jones thinking mm-hmm. running back in the field you've got 10 seconds left one time out yeah, you cut it back inside or try to. It, it doesn't have a chance in hell rather than running straight and getting knocked out of bounds to stop the clock. Now you've yeah. got a timeout. Mm-hmm. So instead, when that that fumble happens right before halftime, you've got at least another shot at the end zone. And yeah. instead, we all saw what happened. Again, special teams blows it. and We have a blocked field goal. That would have been 13-3 at that point, which still wins us the game come come the end of the game. So, yep. um, you know, and, and if if the special teams weren't, indicative of how bad they were all year <laughs> so we have a block punt which gives them a touchdown we have the block field goal which you know all in all makes it 10 10 but our secret weapon and AJ Dillon gets friggin' hurt on a special teams play mm. <laughs> so his special teams just keeps digging a hole here but ultimately we've got enough history to say that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can't get this can't get this done when it matters most this this team was the best team arguably since since the super bowl that they were able to put together even with with the injuries 100 percent um this this loss hurt backtiari didn't play did he no he sat he had he had a bunch of fluid on his knee and they had to Mm. sit him out um you know and then you, you bring in billy turner to play left tackle rather than go going over to right tackle when you've had a guy that's played very well in Bakhtiari's place that should have been at left tackle. Right. And Ryan Kelly's getting dog-walked by uh, Nick Bosa all game. You should have just slid Billy Turner over there and left Mm -hmm. things alone on the left side. right? Um, But, you know, back to my point again – at this point, the fact that you don't have better relationships with the other skill positions that you've had for years, this wasn't like Amari Rodgers was your only weapon who's a rookie this year. You have guys that have been in the system for a number of years. Who and he's had success with, exactly. Like during the regular season. Lazard, you know, the second half of the season turned it on as a very good number two receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, also, a lot of this blame goes on to Matt LaFleur as well, mm-hmm. because again, you're playing the guy that you coached with for a number of years on the other side of the ball, and suddenly you're scared to to adjust. You guys went up and down the field the first half, right? And and you you get ten points out of it. Mm-hmm. Are, are you kidding me? And then you get fifty eight yards in the whole the whole second half. You, yeah. You're telling me you couldn't adjust, but Kyle Shanahan can somehow figure it out. What the hell's going on here? And then the the the, the final thing that I think frustrated me and kind of pushed me over to the edge like this dude doesn't give a shit. It's always everybody else's fault, which I know people, you know, I've been the biggest Aaron Rodgers defender for for years and years and years. Uh, we talked about this game being for legacy and any chance that he has of being in the goat conversation died effectively with this game. I agree. You know, he's talked about how the 49ers would regret um not drafting him. Well, guess what? They 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 4-0 against you in the playoffs. What do they have to be be upset about here? Um <laughs> and, and And then the first thing that he does on on McAfee instead of taking accountability for this and uh, you know oh, everybody tuned in because I'm an anti vaxxer and they want to see me lose like that's what you're still holding on to. You've got two hundred and forty million dollars you've made in the entire- in your career and you're the, the best way you could have shut those guys up is to figure out how the hell to score more than 10 points. Mm-hmm. It, you're, you're the goddamn MVP. You, you wanted a home game. You got the, le- the weather that yeah. is expected in a Lambo playoff game. And Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown no touchdowns at to two interceptions and has two wins in the playoffs. What do you have other than sitting on the couch and complaining about what everybody else thinks? I, I
0: listened to that entire interview, and there was, about, there was less than five minutes of actual breakdown of yeah. the game. Yeah. Which part of me understands because I mean, absolutely crushing loss and I you know, but at the same time, he's a professional. Yeah. Like I, I wish Pat would have asked him more game related questions. Yeah.
1: And I think this is where the other veterans on the team really should have called him out on his shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his his career is very Manning esque, you know, you've got all these regular season accolades up until late Late in his career, so who knows? Maybe he can figure it Mm -hmm. out to get a couple Super Bowls at the end. But I mean, just unbelievable regular season performances and just absolutely pathetic performances and um, shrinking in the big moments um, come playoff time. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that, you know. You listen to Tom Brady, uh, you know, up until this last one, you know, he takes a loss, he takes it personally. That's all he talks about. He eats, breathes, and sleeps. How am I going to fix this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's most frustrating watching these other three games because what was the common theme every other quarterback was going out there to 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 die by this fall on their sword for their team and try to get will their team do a win mm-hmm. and you didn't see that Aaron Rodgers had two chances to put the game away in the fourth quarter to run out the clock. And what do you do? Three and out? Three yep. and out. Yeah. Um, it was the same thing last year. And last year you can give him a pass. Obviously you got Tom Brady on the other side of the field. They dug themselves into a huge hole and the Bucks had a very good defense. But guess what? Your defense got you three interceptions and you turned it into zero points. Yeah. So at at this point, uh, you know, if I'm the I'm the Packers, I'm not trying to salvage this. Thank you for all the the great years that you've You've put in, but you've put us into salary cap hell. Mm-hmm. Trade them coming off your fourth MVP. Try to get you know three, four, very early picks, first round, second round picks, what have you. Get maybe a young player or two, and start this rebuild and figure out if you've got anything in Jordan Love, and try to set the team up for the future because they're they're going to be fighting salary cap for the next couple years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know if if that's your first thought is I don't want to be part of a rebuild after all all that was done for you to. uh try to put you at peace this year and you still fell on your face i don't want to hear it (laughs) end of my rant interesting so let me ask you
0: this where would you trade them you're not trading them in the nfc it's denver why why do you think that it would be denver
1: uh they've got in my opinion they've number one they they're in the afc so you're obviously not gonna see them um, you're also putting them in, in one of the toughest divisions in football. Mm-hmm. So that's an ac- extra suck you. Um, so the the chances of you maybe getting some of those picks a little bit earlier than you anticipate. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is they're loaded with young talent on both sides of the ball. you got Patrick Sertan mm-hmm. there. You've got Jerry Judy. you got Noah Fant. Um, you got some good pieces along the O line, Garrett Bowles, for example, um, and then they got Devontae Williams, which you're, you're not going to go running back, but mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're planning on losing um, both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, if you can get three, you know, three first round picks a second and Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. do you not pull the trigger on that? I I do. You know yeah. that that gives you a, a number one target for you know what may be your quarterback of the future, and then you've got some pieces to build on for the next few years. You know, you can look at Pittsburgh um, division. It, uh, you would expect the Ravens are going to be better. You expect, expect the Browns to probably be better. The Bengals are obviously good. You know, um, they don't have an O-line, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you really want to stick it to them, you know, put them uh, uh, behind that that atrocious O-line that's there. But well, is there they... a p- piece that I want to come back with it? Probably not. You can't afford T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Make a Fitzpatrick. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the interesting thing too,
0: and this is something that we have to remember, is that if they get a incredible deal worked out with a team, Mm -hmm. the one Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract, but he has a quasi trade no trade card mm. that he could play if he if they trade him somewhere he doesn't want to go he could he could retire because he's very yeah. it's very obvious that it's something he's contemplating yeah um so if they if they want to trade him to like miami or something and he doesn't he's not down with that do you think he would still do that even leaving this season as he did though
1: that would effectively void the trade, though, if they did that. So I'd be mean, exactly. So they would. Yeah, but he could no say incentive for that. So
0: his his um his bargaining power, if you will, walking into that meeting Certainly. with Gunakuts is like, send me somewhere. Here's here's my list of teams. Yeah. or I'm going to retire and you get nothing for I mean, me. That so. would be
1: a great party gift for the franchise. Like, for if sure. you feel like you figured out mended fences this year, great. Go play a year in Denver and then retire. Like mm-hmm. give me all these dra- all this draft capital to set us up for the future. Then say sayonara. Like I'm good mm-hmm. with that. But yeah. You know, it's it's just it's it's so goddamn frustrating the the success that he's had. And then you look at Trent Dilfer, Nick Foles, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, Brad Johnson, all players with better winning percentages than him in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. it's just like uh, you're never gonna be in that Goat conversation mm-hmm. again yeah. unless you win the next three super bowls even then it's going to be hard because again you, you had a good a very good team put mm-hmm. around you this year and you did absolutely nothing with it yeah he
0: needs another ring in order to at minimum and and i was thinking now, about this it's going to be multiple rings. yeah this I was, would have
1: been the year to solidify it i agree
0: and i was thinking and it's funny you brought this up but like um, like LeBron James and Michael Jordan are not good comps. Yep. They're both excellent players, but they're very different. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are also not good comps because Aaron Rodgers career, like you said, is as mirrored Peyton Manning much more than Aaron Rodgers. And I think <clears throat> much more than Tom Brady, excuse me. Um, but I think that, um, there could be a swan song if he goes somewhere, um gets rejuvenated refreshed if he gets in, here's the thing i think he's he's too uncomfortable and he's too at peace in great in green rap yep. in green bay green rapids that's what <laughs> um and familiarity breeds contempt yep and so i think that if he goes to a different organization a different system gets uncomfortable um and gets a strong It goes into a strong leadership, a strong organization with good leadership that's willing to hold him accountable. I think that he could, because Peyton Manning was was for all for all intents and purposes, he was dead on arrival going to to Denver. Like Mm -hmm. nobody knew
1: coming off the neck, coming off
0: a a, you know a a fusion in his neck, and like the likes of which. I could be wrong, but I believe I remember reading something that when he came back from that injury, he was the first player to have that surgery and play football ever again in any sort of major football, whether it be professional college, whatever most that's typically a career ending injury for most people. I could be wrong. um, But it's, it's not, it's not like he tore an ACL. Like it, it was significantly more serious than that. And, and he went to Denver and crushed it for mm-hmm. his first three years. And the fourth year he was there, they won a Super Bowl. He was obviously on the decline and retired after he had yeah. won the Super Bowl. The, the defense carried him, and it was, um, you know. So do I think that could happen to Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Um, but I don't think it's going to be in Green Bay. I don't think that the situation – I think he had everything that that he wanted this year, and it didn't, it didn't work out, and I think um, – mm-hmm. You that's the this that take is the most honest take I think I've heard from a Packers fan because you're like you're so like unemotional about it.
1: Yeah. No. I, I and I hope everybody that, that has listened to this show can appreciate that. You know, obviously I'm a Packers fan first, but when it comes you know, I'm I'm gonna shoot straight, you know, for the most part and I can I can take my bias out of it. And um you know, it's just It's time. There's too much history there. You know, I I would love to see. I know it'll never happen, obviously, but... You know, a, a fiery uh, coach like a Dan Campbell. Like I feel like Dan Campbell would probably fight him in the parking lot after a game. Probably, <laughs> like <laughs> that. <laughs> and I maybe that it. that fixes him. You know, maybe that's what he needs is someone to just mm-hmm. kick his ass one time. And... He needs a Phil Jackson to <laughs> <laughs> set him
0: straight. So let's talk about a good football team that's still dancing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two good football. Two teams. good football key- teams. So the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. It's it's such a travesty that they're in the same conference because this. The, if can you imagine if the if that game was the Super Bowl, it, that it was the greatest in my opinion, and I'm not exaggerating. It was the it was the single greatest football game uh, in NFL playoff history.
1: They should. They should just abolish it and make it and make uh, these few teams play a, a best of 3. I agree. Or a best I would of love five. I would
0: love to see that, man. <laughs> that would that, actually be really interesting. From we the conference. Like let's yeah. go back down to 6 playoff teams on each side and then and then the championship weekend is best of 3 and the Super Bowl is best of 3. <laughs> just let's let's stretch this puppy out, man. I'd love to see that. Um no, but like I there's no doubt in my mind that this is the single greatest NFL playoff game in NFL history. It was incredible. I was at the edge of my seat in the fourth quarter. There was uh, the it with 2 minutes left the score was, you know, 29-21 20, and the Buffalo Bills were fourth and um, uh, fourth and uh, it was 26-21 mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills fourth and 13 in the red zone. And blown coverage, backup safety gets his ankles broken on a double move. They score a touchdown, go up three. And uh, okay, Pat Mahomes with the ball, two two minute, little over two minutes left. You got a two minute warning, three timeouts, no big deal. Second p- kill, <laughs> second play from scrimmage. Cheetah take gets a crossing route over in the middle, takes off, touchdown.
1: Damn cheat code, man! uh, Unbelievable,
0: unbelievable! (laughs) And I'm in my living room, just losing my mind, yelling at the TV. Oh yeah, Justin
1: was very quiet in this game for a lot of it, and then (laughs) then our phones just start lighting up. uh, (laughs) Unbelievable, insane!
0: And then like 30 seconds later, after the Buffalo Bills come down and score a touchdown, with 13 seconds later, I'm like, ah, shit! (laughs) And then with two timeouts. Thirteen seconds.
1: They well, they they have three timeouts left, but you, yeah, they use two of them. Yeah,
0: three timeouts good. left. Um, at their own twenty-five, two chunk plays get them in field goal range. Okay. By the way, Leslie Frazier calling the defense. What the hell was that? Yeah, hey, you you mentioned it earlier, but you're you're, you're running a you know a, a fence post defense garden the garden like they had you're timeouts
1: prevent with three timeouts. And the fastest player on the <laughs> in the league on the other side,
0: yeah, it makes no sense. And I'm not I'm not paid by the NFL, but I've watched enough Chiefs football that I actually called that first play. I was like, they're going to run one of those plays where they they um, they get Tyreek on a little like like a three yard in or something like that. It was almost a smoke screen and you've got uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and another dude blocking downfield and he squirts and gets uh he gets, you know, 20 yards and takes up 5 seconds and then Travis Kelsey runs a seam the mic'd up it, have you heard the mic'd up yeah. bits from that yep. just it, t- they called the timeout quick and Kelsey is like uh hey if they play that coverage the seam is there yep. and then Pat Mahomes in his cadence is like yep Kelsey he said something like Kelsey yep let's do it and and then he Kelsey runs the seam perfect gets down Call timeout, field goal, and then they walk it off in overtime. Yep. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, that game alone, you know, and, and looking back, I mean, Pastor Mahomes has already surpassed his Aaron Rodgers legacy in the playoffs. I mean, with with his playoff performances, um, a couple shout outs, you know, Andy Reid has taken two separate teams to the uh, conference finals. Uh, so with the Eagles and now the Chiefs. Uh, four consecutive times, only yeah. only coach in history to do that. Andy Reid is just a hell of a coach. Um, and then I, I do feel bad for him. Gabriel Davis, man, uh, really, he's, he's been the third receiver for the Bills, Re- really fourth if you if you want to count uh, Knox, their tight end as as a as a receiver. And to be the first player in NFL history to go 200 yards, four touchdowns. I mean that that guy was just on another level, and, and he thought he sealed it at the end of the game twice what what were the bills doing first of all why did they not squib this because now you're running you kicked it out of the end zone now they have the full 13 seconds which in most cases is enough to win the game but they also have three touchdowns so you squib it you probably knock three four seconds off the clock now you're in an even better situation but then you play this flick freaking prevent defense from Mm -hmm. the 25 yeah and just pop play up the seam and you know there's 20 yards quick and and now you got 15 yards for a for a field goal it's mm-hmm. just uh, inexcusable uh, and you mentioned this last week about McDermott being on the hot seat god damn it those were two <laughs> stupid <laughs> ass calls that you deserve. if I'm the front office I'm like are are you shitting me yeah <laughs> you know we're having a having a long uh doors locked yelling match. Knock down, drag out uh, just I I don't understand it, and I think this probably, maybe not. You know, they they played well all year. Probably uh, sealed Leslie Frazier's uh, fate of not getting at one of these head coaching positions. He was up for a few of them, uh, but I, I I do feel bad for the Bills and and the Jags and the and the Detroit Lions really screwed everybody this year. They <laughs> anybody that they beat uh, either. Like the Colts in the Colts case, missed the playoffs or no longer playing, even you know, the Packers they played with uh, half their starters, only half the game. But then the Jags, the, the Bills I don't know if the story is different here, but the Bills would have been playing this game at home if they didn't have that unbelievable loss to the Jags early in the season. Um, so does it change the dynamic? Who knows? But I, I would certainly feel a lot better. If if I'm playing, you know, in front of my home home crowd rather than Arrowhead, Arrowhead sucks to play in, mm-hmm. and and man, they they played a hell of a game. The the AFC mm-hmm. is in very good hands with uh, their young quarterbacks that they have across that conference for yeah. the next decade. I mean, it's going to be awesome watching Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes go at it mm-hmm. every single year. We're
0: we're seeing the next generation of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phillip Philip Rivers. This really really cemented it um who who who, there is one uh, ben roethlisberger the other the other the fourth one that that whole generation of quarterbacks is um with ben roethlisberger sailing off into the sunset getting old yellered and by the chiefs last week um
1: i like that that came back that
0: (laughs) (laughs) um that really ended an era and we're a new one has begun and there's not a there's not a Bad quarterback situation in the AFC. There's a few mediocres, but I don't. There's there's not a bad there's not a situation where you've got a guy that can't play the position or in the case of Trevor Lawrence you have a phenom that just needs to grow into his shoes yeah um but the AFC is in great hands and it's going to be incredibly entertaining to watch from top to bottom yeah. with you know obviously these playoff the, the guys in the playoffs are outstanding but we like we haven't even talked about the guys that didn't make it the Justin Herberts the Lamar Jacksons the that whole other that other level. This is going to be fun to watch yeah. next year. So, um,
1: real quick on the South, I was just thinking mm-hmm. about this. Um, I think the Colts have made it very clear that they don't intend to keep Carson Wentz. Yeah, I agree. That, There's going to be a few quarterbacks available.
0: I didn't want to beat a dead horse with the Aaron Rodgers thing, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see him in the in the blue. I,
1: that's another team that that has good young pieces that you could see, but uh, to be perfectly honest if i'm front office i'm also thinking like there's not a whole lot of competition in this that division mm-hmm. he's probably going to walk away with it every year and we're going to end up with the 32nd pick anyways mm-hmm. like i'm going to make it as hard as possible that's that's why again denver i think is the likely scenario but i could see them going you know russell wilson i think that would be a awesome fit especially with sean payton mm-hmm. uh which another big story he's stepping away from football so he'll no longer be the uh, head coach of the saints um, yeah, that was a that was a big rumor was mm-hmm. that Russell Wilson would end up in in New Orleans and maybe yeah. that still happens. Maybe they get a young hot shot at at, at head coach there mm-hmm. and maybe that's what does ultimately happen. But yeah. I think Indianapolis would be a good good place for Russell Wilson. But.
0: So I have an interesting idea, and this is this is honestly this is probably a conversation better for maybe next week when mm-hmm. we have less to talk about. But a one v one quarterback for quarterback trade with Aaron Rodgers. If they, if they, if you had one team that you could think of that made sense for both sides, do you see a scenario where um, the Packers and another team would, where it would make sense to do a one for one trade? Um, because I, I'll be honest with you, I think that they would have. If they would have seen what they thought they saw when they drafted Love last year, mm-hmm. that they would have indeed traded Rodgers at the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. But I think just because they were so underwhelmed with Jordan Love, I think that's I think that's the only reason why they haven't cut him or traded him yeah. to this point. So,
1: not really. I mean, it would have to be a, at a guy at a similar stage of his career. Um, Russell you know, Wilson, Seattle Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Um, you know, I don't think this would ever happen. You know, if you really want to stick it to Aaron Rodgers, you, Send <laughs> you to try Houston. to Houston. Yeah, yeah, you try to get Deshaun Watson out of it. Who, obviously, I don't think in that culture with the Packers that they would want Deshaun Watson For there. Sure. But, um, you know, that would be a, a certain way that you're probably still gonna get a pretty good uh, draft pick. What
0: about what about um, <laughs> what about a one v one Dirt Carr? That's interesting. I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say a one v one Browns with Baker Mayfield coming plus two firsts.
1: Yeah, you'd have to throw in the picks because
0: yeah, it wouldn't be a one for one. I don't but know. I'd
1: rather see Jordan Love. <laughs> I, you know, again, that's another situation. You've got three years of history to yeah. say. Nah, yeah, I'm not. Sold we'll do a you.
0: whole segment on our on our uh, on our fantasy uh, trades for Rogers for 2022. But um, let's move on and briefly uh, preview um, these championship games. We'll talk about our picks against the spread with these. So the first off, the early window game, we've got the Bengals going to the Chiefs. Chiefs lay in seven at Arrowhead. Um, I personally like the Chiefs to win and cover in this game. A little bit fan bias there, but I think that the Bengals O-line, they they made the Titans defense, who has been, um, I would say, above average this year. Not not bad, not great, um, but pretty good. Um, They made them look like the 85 Bears. Um, Nine sacks is just unbelievable. So I think the Chiefs will basically, um, they'll pin their ears back and go after Joe Burrow. Um, because I anticipate the, the chiefs getting up early and with that O line, um, those defensive ends are just going to have a field day. So give me the chiefs winning, uh, probably somewhere, uh, 34, 23, I think is a pretty reasonable score there. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: This is going to be a re, uh, a revenge game for the for the Chiefs. You remember they played yeah. early in the season, yep. And uh, Jamar Chase had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards, mm-hmm. so it, it was actually you know the final score says it was a close game. I, I don't think it was that close actually watching the game, but um, I, I think certainly um, the advantage, obviously of the Chiefs having this at home rather than away, mm-hmm. is going to be the the deciding factor. And I think you know again. It, it, Joe Burrow and and the Bengals are there, and I'm certainly rooting for him as as the underdog. I I think that would just be a great story, um, but I'm going to be happy with with either one of these teams. I'm not rooting against either one. Um, I think that's the difference. The Chiefs at home, um, yeah, it's it's probably going to be a thirty five thirty one game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So you yeah, got the yeah, Bengals covering? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I'll take the Bengals covering. All right, yeah. all right.
0: All right. Yeah. Um the other game. Uh, this is a toss up. Who, who did you have? I Chiefs minus, seven. Chiefs minus seven. Yeah, I'll lay the points. Um this next game is such a toss up for me. Um boy, I, I might buy a half point and take the Rams minus three, to be honest with you. Um because I so here's the thing. A lot of people are talking about, you know, if the Rams win, they have home field for the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. but what they're not taking into consideration is that (laughs) this is a home game for the 49ers, and it's going to be a a home game for the 49ers next week if they win, so because Los Angeles for years had been predominantly 49er fans, and now you've got two new teams in town, but still waters run deep, so they're... I mean, you know, Stafford's wife was on, on a podcast last week talking about it how it's, it, Stafford had to go to a silent count at home, yep. which, by the way, we have talked about for the last three years, ever since the Chargers relocated from San Diego, that's been par for the course for them yep. for all of their games. They haven't had a home field game since they, they were in San Diego back in
1: 2016, which is abysmal. It, it's
0: It's horrible
1: justin herbert that's all we gotta say on that i think
0: the same i think the chargers if they were smart they would go to st they go to st louis yeah
1: yeah that's that ship has sailed settlement has been reached but i I agree with
0: unfortunately yeah yeah they're they're stuck there at los angeles doesn't deserve one nfl team much less two it's it sucks it's all tv money and stuff like that there are no real fan bases there (laughs) um Detroit deserves a second foot. They they should burn the city, the burn the Lions organization down, and just put an expansion team in Detroit and call it good. Jeff Bezos needs to come oh, in with that man. Amazon money and let's g- let's uh, give
1: give a give a team to the UP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Youpers. The,
0: the, the Marquette Youpers. put them in Escanaba.
1: Oh God, yes,
0: that'd be amazing. Yes. Yeah, play in the just, Uperdome.
1: Let's just give Texas a third team, okay. Yeah. No way Jerry Alaska. lets lets Not another
0: team into his backyard. Awesome.
1: Or Hawaii. I'm telling you, I want to see I want to see a, a foreign team, whether it's Canada or or Europe. It's or, gonna happen. I, I wanna see one.
0: I'd love to see it.
1: I don't yeah. know. Hawaii Hawaii would be interesting. Man, yeah. that flight would suck. It For sure. would suck, <laughs> but it would be it would be interesting.
0: There they talk there's talk of a four team expansion yeah. with three teams being yeah. uh two in London, one in Toronto. And then a fourth being in uh, sh- potentially Chicago, getting a second team. Yeah,
1: um, I think the problem you'd have in, and this is way off topic, so we'll get back to it in a second. But like Hawaii, for example, first of all, there's there's not a ton of people. That, like, are you going to be no. able to fill your stadium? And second of all, the the stadium that is there is a an absolute trash heap. Like, it's comparable to FedEx Stadium in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's they would have to demo that they're not even they're, it's not one. even good and, enough for the pro bowl anymore. yeah I, so I, how many fans are actually going to travel I, maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong on that but uh that'd th- be a tough sell i think yeah the weather's beautiful obviously but <laughs> we'll see that's about it um but yeah no i i i'm man that's a good game it'll be a really good game i mean uh, shanahan i think is right he, he's received some some criticism but i think this is also why you saw his heat not get that hot, especially dealing with all these injuries mm-hmm. and stuff that he had. Like They, they peaked at the right time. They, For they sure. got healthy. You know, Again, Jimmy Garoppolo just has to manage the freaking game. Um, now, what, again, is going to be really tough, they're actually projecting more 49ers fans to be there than the last game that they had yeah. at the end of the regular season. But uh, no Trent Williams is is kind of what it's looking like. So the all-world left tackle... Was in a walking boot after the the Green Bay game, um, so obviously that's going to play a big factor into whether. Debo's or not. a little banged up. Yeah, you know, but again, both of them toughed it out. AJ Dillon did not, mm-hmm. not dogging AJ Dillon, You know, mm-hmm. I, I trust that he was he was hurt. It turned out it was fractured ribs. But man, that hit that Debo took, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, in that cold weather, and then mm-hmm. come back in the game, and then again, Williams finished the game, and he's in a walking boot now. So yeah. We'll see what happens. I I don't think I trust the 49ers enough because, again, you're going to have to score points. I know their defense is very good, but the Rams are getting their left tackle and Andrew Whitworth back. They're getting Taylor Rapp. They're starting safety back mm-hmm. after a concussion and missing the last couple weeks. Yeah. And Von Miller has is, is been worth every cent so far. I mean, he's really coming on strong and, and putting a ton of pressure on. So mm-hmm. I know they can run on anybody, but – Oh man, we'll we'll see. I think Stafford probably pulls it out and and goes to a Super Bowl in his first team away from Detroit.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put an asterisk on this pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the three and a half with the Rams, but I'm not actually gonna put in the ticket until. Um, we we see an injury report because yeah, um, there that. there's a lot of question marks on the forty nine a healthy 49ers team. I'm going to take the niners in the points, but I am concerned about their injury situation. Yeah. Um, and this is a home game for them, so um, <laughs> the the I don't think the I don't think the Rams are three and a half points better than them on a neutral site with both teams healthy. But um, but yeah, I'll take the Rams for now. But Saturday probably see something on the facebook tbd but yeah tbd um to it, we're recording this on wednesday i want to see what the the next couple days look like and then i'll put in my official picks so
1: i like it all right cool we well got anything else
0: yeah let's wrap up real quick with uh the, the super bowl matchup the the number one super match super bowl matchup that you personally want to see
1: I don't want to see either team in the NFC. <laughs> like I would <laughs> rather watch both Bengals and Chiefs. Um, you know, just again, and, and I've, I've said this repeatedly, it, there's not a bad pick in the AFC. I, I'd love to see the Bengals from, um, a, again, a history standpoint. I think that would just be awesome. And, and again, uh, outside of the Eagles, probably one of the weakest rosters in the playoffs altogether. And, and, to see them finish it out and just get there after the years of futility. That would be awesome. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, obviously I'd love to see Mahomes go to a third third straight Super Bowl and you know win two or three. I think that'd be awesome. Although we got to watch his stupid brother uh, dance for TikTok. Uh, I can't if stand they win, them. So that's going to be a real it. shit show. So uh, just on, on that principle alone, I'm rooting against the Chiefs this week. <laughs> um, but no, I, I wouldn't be unhappy with either one. Um uh part of me, uh, I want to see the 49ers go, obviously, because they knocked off my team. I think, you know, at least that would make me feel a little bit better if, if they get all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and again, we, we, it's just one of those teams that we, we felt really good about getting healthy at the right time and being a terrible matchup for everybody that would just prove the show right. So I, I, I do like that. But, you know, if Stafford gets there and, you know, their 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 defense is just... An absolute load for anybody to to deal with. So they're built the right way, and um, really surprising to see Cam Akers come on so strong after his Achilles injury. So uh, for me, I, I, I guess I'm going to go most intrig- intriguing. For me, would be would be Bengals and uh, and Rams, just because I think there's there's going to be a ton of points scored. Mm-hmm. My most intrigue my my number one
0: matchup that I want to see is Chiefs Rams, for personal reasons. For nostalgic reasons, I would love to see a Bengals 49ers because of the the classic matchups with the Bengals and the 49ers back in, was that the late 80s, I want to say, yeah. with Joe Montana and those those guys. Um, there is a classic Super Bowl matchup with the Bengals and the 49ers with Joe Montana leading a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um so I that would be an entertaining matchup for me. What I don't really want to see is the Chiefs 49ers because the the 49ers are going to be playing with house money in that game. And they're the one team of the three remaining that I'm not, as a Chiefs fan, I'm not really interested in seeing. And you know a thing or two about that. Mm-hmm. My other team knows a thing or two about that with Dallas Cowboys week prior. <laughs> um, so... I am not interested in seeing a Chiefs 49ers matchup. Man, that was just from you. the sake of
1: <laughs> knock off all your teams in the same offseason. Yeah, all of our teams legitimately would take <laughs> out. And I you really know.
0: I really enjoyed watching the Packers play this week. So they're like a they're like a dark horse third favorite team for me. It, it's but, funny.
1: I uh, I was actually talking with 49ers fans, you know, before the game. I'm like, you guys have never done anything that has made me hate you guys. It, it's not like Seattle with the uh, with the fail marriage or, or yeah the giant but now i hate the 49 too. <laughs> like i take everything nice that i said to, to the fans they're back effective now mm-hmm. <laughs> can't stand them Wait, you didn't
0: hate them after after uh, their running backs had 186 yards before contact a couple no, years ago see, and
1: and that that's part of the reason like the games weren't particularly particularly competitive so right. it wasn't like one play i could say this is this is the reason you know yeah. they were they were the better team every single time so i had no reason to hate them but goddamn it i do now <laughs> <laughs> i'm ex- I, i'm extremely jaded now
0: <laughs> yeah well i think that's a wrap on our show ladies and gentlemen uh if you're tuned in thank you for still listening this show is brought to you by draft kings click the link in the description. To get a hundred dollar free bet uh, on your new account with DraftKings, uh, terms and conditions apply must be twenty one in the state of Michigan. Um, that is all. We will be coming to you live next week from the studio to recap the AFC Championship game matchups. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, and we'll catch you on the other side. <laughs>
1: There's a full thing that's... uh